0: Thanks for joining us today on the Jesus Famous Podcast. Hey, I don't need to tell you how much our world is in need of comfort. There are so many things going on around this world that show that our world is hurting. There are studies that are coming out that are showing that the generation coming up is the most lonely, anxious, and depressed generation that our nation has ever faced. And there are so many things in this world that are promising to us comfort. But if you've gone down the road of trying to find your comfort in things that the world offers, you know that it doesn't totally deliver on its promise. But today we have hope. We have a hope that Jesus can provide for us the comfort that our hearts are truly longing for. And so today what we're going to do is take some time to look at the book of Job, this man who experienced some serious discomfort, and look at how God over the course of Job's life... And through his hardships actually showed himself to be the god of comfort of hope and of rescue
1: we can enjoy the lord through these various gifts that he's given to us and we can just enjoy the various gifts that he's given to us but when in need of comfort are we seeking to avoid the lord or do we go to the Lord?
0: Where do you feel like the most comfortable in your life? Are you just as comfortable at the pool as you are in the office? Oh, you're talking like physically? Just, yeah, in, in your body. I thought like, where, this is like
1: a real like deep, you know, like. <laughs> Do you, uh-huh. In your manhood, or oh, man. your pastoral work. But we'll you're talking go. like where? So, <laughs> Well, I mean, your, your
0: thought about it is way more interesting. Well, no, I
1: man. I mean, I like where you're going with it. I mean, definitely, <laughs> it's like first thing yeah. I would think if I'm thinking like where am I most physically comfortable, hmm. I'd have to first think about all the places where the pants I'm wearing have <laughs> elastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where's the most acceptable, yeah, that's first,
1: so like where okay, where would I be where I'm wearing something that has elastic, <laughs> I would think stretchy pants, yeah, stretchy pants, you know that so that'd be like you know my Jamie's, yeah, you yeah. know, or um you know, just chilling around the house, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so probably
0: something like that, you know, chilling, yeah. chilling at the house somewhere in your living room, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man dude today we're talking about a guy who was very uncomfortable for a large chunk oh, of his man, yeah. life um Job went through so much heartache but was also just in so much pain physically mentally spiritually even relationally with people mm-hmm. um i thought we could just jump right into this i <laughs> this this verse um that you quoted was so interesting to me it says i have heard many such things Miserable comforters, are you all? Those yeah. Job talking to his friends. Can you talk to us a bit about Job at this moment in his life? Um, what was going on with him? Who was he talking to? What was just the what was the crisis he was in?
1: Yeah, three counselors, friends of his, came out of the woodwork to speak to him during his time of distress. He was a righteous man. Huge trials came into his life. And they offered their philosophies as to why the trials were there. Hmm. A big emphasis of theirs was that there must be some fault in Job. And if you really stop to consider it, this actually still plagues even hearts that have been penetrated Hmm. by the gospel. You know that trials and suffering are not always the result and often are not the result of someone's Mm -hmm. doing what they have done, but just the brokenness of the world that they're living in, a trial that the Lord in his sovereignty has decided to allow them to pass through. We know that, but so often we see people who are in pain and suffering Mm -hmm. and in the back of our evil minds, we tell ourselves, There must be something that they did to deserve this. There must be something that they did not do uh, in order to stay out of this. And there must be something that I have done to keep myself from going into that same station of life. It's just an evil thing or philosophy that we often fall into. Uh, The book of Job, I mean, I can't help but, but say this, you know, it, really is a picture of the gospel story, if you think about it, because what you have is the beginning of the book, Job is doing well, he's behaving righteously, he loves the Lord. He loves the Lord through the whole book, though he has his frustrations with God, his wrestlings with the Lord. But catastrophe falls upon this man, He goes through a massive period of trial, and during that entire time, there is a wrestling with different philosophies, Mm -hmm. truth claims. People are trying to make sense of Mm -hmm. the chaos that they're watching in Job's life. Mm -hmm. Finally, a young man comes in who speaks the truth, and then God declares the actual truth and rebukes Job and rebukes the counselors that tried to come to Job. And then the story ends with Job's repentance, and then uh and in in basically confessing that the lord is bigger than he mm. he is and yeah. then the end of the book ends with god blessing job and restoring to him double everything that he had lost it doesn't yeah. mean that the pain that he went through was somehow deleted or forgotten but god blessed him in the yeah. end and that really is a a picture not a perfect picture mm-hmm. but a picture of Humanity, a picture of God's redemptive gospel story. Our story begins as human beings with perfection, Adam and Eve serving God, loving God, enjoying God, catastrophe Mm -hmm. coming in, and then after that catastrophe brought in through our own doing, through our own sin, various truth claims being made throughout human history where we're trying to make sense of what is, and then Mm -hmm. God breaks through with Jesus, And then ultimately at the end, all who believe in him, there will be a a double blessing from the Lord, you know, a time of restoration and his kingdom entering in. So I think we can't lose that, you know, in Job's life, but Mm -hmm. he listened to them for a little while. You know, he was plagued from head to toe. I'm thinking of a person maybe listening to this who has never even read the book of Job or heard about Job's life he was plagued you know he Mm -hmm. his family died except for his wife he lost all of his possessions through various um uh you know violent acts of nature uh that were satanically induced and then these friends and then job's health was struck from the head from the crown of his head to the sole of his foot his Physical health was struck. People left him. There was a stench physically upon his body. He was in bad shape. He was suffering in every way that you can Mm -hmm. suffer. And these friends of his came around and they began to give these explanations. And basically, they were trying to get him to confess some secret sin that must have brought this into his life. And so Job finally gets to a place, Job 16 verse 2, where he says, I've heard many such things. Miserable comforters are you all. I am getting no comfort from any of you. You keep saying the same things over and over again. It's not helping.
0: Yeah. Man, and you you talk about in the article how uh, we, like like you mentioned, we do a lot of the same things. We actually run towards all kinds of things for our own comfort as well. Uh, We run to romance or to money or to success and all these different things that truly are miserable comforters, just like Joe's friends were to him. And I thought we could talk about this for a moment. We don't need to go through every single thing that you mentioned in the article, although I think that's helpful to see those things because I think sometimes we run to these different objects or desires with good intentions, but they are really miserable comforters. But I just wanted to ask, you know, is it wrong to find comfort in some of the things that we read in this article about entertainment or success or romance Or is it inherently wrong to find comfort in anything other than our relationship with God?
1: Oh, that's a great question, man. I'm so glad that you asked it. Because with this piece, you know, I was kind of taking a little bit of like blogger liberty, you know, at this at this moment. And kind of what, what my thought was is here is Job saying to them, miserable comforters are you all. And then my thought was That phrase, miserable comforters, Mm -hmm. what are some miserable comforters that we often turn to? Yeah. Uh, So it's a little bit of like expositional liberty that I'm taking to kind of get to that point. And then I just kind of gave, you know, as I'm sitting there at my desk writing, I just thought of six things off the top of my head Mm -hmm. that we sometimes will turn to. And the reality is that God is the creator of the heavens and the earth and mm-hmm. that he's given us this creation to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And there are times that God will be the author of comfort in our lives through some of these mm-hmm. uh, gifts that he's given to humanity. So we should, shouldn't should make the ascetic error mm-hmm. uh, where we say the things that are physical are cursed. Right. And right. since they have to do with the body, since they have to do with the literal flesh, not the broken part of us, but just our mm-hmm. humanity, we should never turn to them because they're not of God. So if I enjoy a movie mm-hmm. with friends, um, that's somehow wrong because mm-hmm. I have not gotten my enjoyment exclusively and solely right. from God. The thing that I'm trying to communicate is there are times where we can appreciate the Lord, I think, through the food and the drink. Yeah. There's times we can enjoy the Lord through the friendship that he has decided to bestow us with. And there are times where none of those things will be in our lives, yet we can still enjoy the Lord. That's right. But that said, there are also times where rather than running to the Lord in a time where we're needing comfort, Mm. we seek to numb ourselves Mm -hmm. with the food and drink, or we seek to numb ourselves with the friendship or numb ourselves with some form of entertainment and try to just kind of pass life Mm -hmm. by and ignore what's going on in our lives through these various Mm -hmm. comforters that we're seeing, seeking to use to numb us. So perhaps a way to think about it would be we can enjoy the Lord through these various gifts that he's given to us and we can just enjoy the various gifts that he's given to us. Hmm. But when in need of comfort, are we seeking to avoid the Lord or do we go to the Lord? And are we seeking to fill a void in our hearts with these things or are we turning to the Lord? You know. So yeah. I think it's a it's a, it's like you could be turning to the same good. thing in two different ways. Absolutely, it's a matter of the heart. Where where is your heart? And, yeah. and so when we're looking to these things to bring comfort to us, yeah, uh, rather than just common grace enjoyment mm, from the Lord, good. then uh, we're, we're going to come up dry because yeah. they can they're just going to numb the pain for a little while.
0: Hey, just want to take a quick second and let you know about what's going on at nateholdridge.com this week. Uh, Pastor Nate dropped a new article. Um, It's all about the prophet Jeremiah and about um, his resolve to continue moving forward even when he felt like he was alone. Now, many of us probably feel like we're alone in this life for one way or another, a lack of friendships, or maybe, you know, you're pursuing your Christian life and feel like there's no... Christian community really around you to support you um, in this life that you're living, whatever it is, the enemy would love to get into your life and tell you that you are alone, that you are worthless, and that you're not worthy of friendship or support. But when we look at scripture, we see that God is all about going before his people and with his people into the mission in front of them. And so this article, man, it is geared towards you if you are feeling lonely today, God loves you. He cares about you. And he wants you to know that no matter what you're going through, especially when you're going through hard times following the Lord, when you feel alone in that effort sometimes, that that is in the moment when God is closest. And so we pray that that article is encouraging for you today. So when you finish this episode, open up your browser, take a read. It's a shorter article but we're just praying that it's encouraging for you today. So with that, let's get back to our conversation. When we talk about finding our fullest needs met in Christ. Um, I know for some of us, that might be a hard thing to fully understand. So maybe we can talk about that. What does it mean to actually find uh, comfort in God? How do we actually find comfort in God. Mm-hmm. Usually in the exact opposite way <laughs> that we think we're going
1: to find comfort yeah. in God, you know, we we think of these things that the Lord has blessed us with mm-hmm. as very painful at times and almost a drudgerous experience, you know. So to serve the Lord in some yeah. kind of ministry capacity, we think Man, that's going to be painful. That's going to be hard. Jesus told us to take up our cross and to follow after him. Uh, We think about things like, I mean, we even, the way we refer to them, the spiritual disciplines. Right? And we hear that word and it just sounds hard. (laughs) Disciplines. You know, it's a discipline that I'm taking up. You know, so we think about things like prayer or fasting or Bible reading, Mm -hmm. and we think of these things like, like I said, a drudgerous, hard experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, We think about the idea of going out on a prayer walk with the Lord and spending time in his presence as something that would be painful and Mm -hmm. difficult and a discipline to, to do. But in a lot of these things, they fall into the category of what Jesus said That when you lose your life for my sake in the gospels, you'll actually find your life. There's this Mm -hmm. beautiful comfort that comes, this enjoyment that comes. So I think a lot of times it's in the exact opposite way that we imagine. You know, we might Mm -hmm. come to a place where we say, you know what, I really need right now. I just need a time to just chill and relax. And sometimes that is exactly Mm -hmm. what we need. Yeah. But, I'm sure you've had the experience where you can't. You've committed yeah. yourself to to serve or to mm-hmm. give or to lay down your life mm-hmm. in some kind of way. And as you do, you discover, you know, I'm still tired, but I am refreshed. Yeah. I have gotten some enjoyment from and in the Lord. So, you know, I, I guess that's one answer. You know, it's probably the opposite that we, we often think. And, you know, you know me. It's like a lot of it just always kind of goes back to, A personal experiential relationship with Jesus where he's the friend that we turn to Mm. he's the one that we are consuming as far as content and what we need to Mm -hmm. like hear from and and receive from he's the one that defines what success looks like for us you know so a lot of it for me just comes back to the personal prayerful devotional life of a Christian
0: it's so good man and kind of wrapping this up, Nate, you know, some of us, maybe some of us who are listening to the podcast right now um, have run to the wrong sources of comfort for so long that it actually feels like now we can't really function without them. You know, I'm sure there's some Christians out there who have been leaning on some of these comforters for their support, but feel like if they let go of them, that maybe their life would crumble a little bit. Can you speak to the person who's you know maybe <laughs> like the like that song says looking for love in all the wrong places um what needs to happen for somebody to begin finding comfort in god to me overcome some of the routines and habits of finding comfort in the wrong places yeah
1: i'm so glad you said it that way because there there are those things that um they have become like a coping coping mm-hmm. mechanism for yeah. us where uh you know, for instance, you you picture a man or a woman in times of overwhelming stress, Mm -hmm. um, needing a diversion and rather than going to the Lord, going to the body of Christ, going to prayer, they'll, you know, turn to pornography as an example. And that becomes an enslaving Mm -hmm. experience where the stresses come, the pressures come, I need to blow off some steam, I need right. to get some escape and that becomes their escape valve. Same with intoxicants, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And with a lot of those it's it's hard to even feel like it, it there's an option yeah. of I'm gonna lay this down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this up and I'm not gonna I'm now going to get my comfort from the Lord. And for some of those types of categories of life, it is a radical pushback that's required. Mm -hmm. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 that if your right eye, your left hand, or your right eye, your right hand, or your your foot causes you to sin, then chop it off and throw it in the fire, throw it away. Better to enter into life maimed uh, than into the fire hole. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in saying that, he, he is saying there are some moments where there must be a radical treatment of something that has enslaved us. You see, in Christ, we're set free. But if we've allowed slavery to return yeah. in our lives, mm-hmm. then there, there might have to be a radical move that we need to make. So that might require some radical confession, some radical accountability. It might require some radical steps in order to get away from some of those enslaving desires you know the heroin addict can't just say i'm not going to do that anymore you know there's there's an addiction your body is predisposed now in that direction same with pornography and other things that we get locked into in our lives so you got to go to other people you got to go to prayer you got to get counselors involved you've got to turn to the body of christ you got to pray you got to turn to the lord there's a lot of different moves that need to be made to get victory, you know, in those ways. Um, but, you know, and, and there might even be those major moves that need to be made relationally too. you know, oh, I yeah. think that's a big one for yeah. people, you know, because since uh, cohabitation is so widely accepted in our culture, at least the one you and I are living mm-hmm. in right now, um it's very easy for people to slip into having the same apartment yeah. together, getting the same house together. Here's what happens with that though. It's easier to pay the bills. Yeah. You've moved in. Yeah. The pain and the difficulty of of breaking that relationship off, it's so hard. Yeah. You're just boyfriend-girlfriend or whatever, but you it's like a divorce. Yeah. To end absolutely, it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's financially costly mm-hmm. for you to be able to to make that move because now you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna have to pay more rent. You're gonna mm-hmm. have to find more roommates. Like it's just a tougher financial move to be able to live that kind of life. Um but man, it's worth it. Yeah. It is worth it because These are not the things that lead to our greatest joy. When you're walking in the light, John says in 1 John chapter 1, you have fellowship with the Father. Mm -hmm. And that is what brings us our truest joy and satisfaction to be in step with God. That's what we're created for. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think in part we're just sitting here, you know, a couple of guys thinking about a portion of Scripture partly to say, If you've turned to a wrong comforter, and the six I listed in the article were intoxicants, screens, entertainment, success, Mm -hmm. romance, or prosperity. If you've turned to one of those comforters or another one that is not listed, and you know that it is sucking the life out of you or you know that it is a disobedience to God, mm-hmm. so even though you don't feel like it's sucking the life out of you, you know that it is, it's stealing from you, then we just wanna encourage you to whatever bold moves you gotta mm-hmm. make, yep. to get out of that so that you can get your comfort from the Lord and Amen. get back into the light. Let our, let our little episode be an encouragement mm-hmm. to you to get after it as much as you can, because uh, this is the best life that the Lord has for you. And if you've given yourselves to these things for comfort, you're living a lesser version of what God has for your life.
0: Thanks for tuning in today. If you'd like to hear some more content from Pastor Nate, please subscribe to the Jesus Famous Podcast. Each week we'll be posting conversations just like the one you just heard as well as some live readings that Pastor Nate is posting a couple times a week. For any more articles, books, or resources from Pastor Nate, please go to nateholdridge.com. Catch you next week.